Hello and welcome to 20 Cent Retail's podcast. I'm Vincent Panels. In today's episode, let's review a few facts about palm oil. Why is it used so often? Is it bad for the environment or is there such thing as a sustainable palm oil production? To answer these questions, my guest is Michelle Desilets, executive director of the Orangutan Land Trust. For many years, she has watched closely the evolution of the industry and she also participates in many platforms working towards a more sustainable palm oil. So here's our chat. Hello, Michelle. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, palm oil and try to debunk a few of the uh, different uh, known facts about palm oil. Um, maybe one of the first ones that we should discuss is the fact that palm oil is actually used in, in many different products. And maybe you can explain in your expertise why is it used so often and by so many manufacturers? And in what kind of products, for example? Absolutely. So, indeed, uh, you'll find palm oil and its derivatives used in over 50% of the packaged goods you buy in a supermarket. It's used in everything from pizza and donuts, chocolates and biscuits and ice cream to the personal care products, uh, shampoo, soaps, even um, toilet paper can have palm oil in it to make them soft. And the reason why it's used so much, well, in the food applications in recent decades, it's really come to replace less healthy um, animal fats, trans fats, hydrogenated oils, and in a lot of products, as, as the health risk became evident on, on those kinds of things. Um, but it's also extremely versatile. It's um, relatively steady at a high temperature. I should change that, I'm sorry. It's it remains stable at a relatively high temperature. Switch that around. Okay. Um, it's uh, solid at room temperature, which which means it's it's very suitable for certain applications like baking applications, cookies, and so forth. Um, it extends shelf life quite a lot, and of course that's an important consideration when we talk about food waste. Yeah. Be able to extend shelf life, and when it's it's a, an oil and that can be fractionated into hundreds of derivatives, each with their own uh, various or distinct uh, features that make it appropriate for all the oleochemical, personal care, household care kinds of applications across across the board. Um, it's also quite, well, it's relatively cheap. The price of all oils has really skyrocketed <clears throat> recently due to world events, but Nonetheless, it, it remains cheap and dependable for um, for those sourcing it because it is grown and harvested year round and has you know a long lifespan and can be replanted. So for all of these reasons, it is a bit in, in the market. Oh, okay. Evidently, it has a lot of, of interesting features for the for the industry. However, one of the things that most people associate palm oil with is deforestation. Um, so some voices say, oh, but if it's bad, we should just simply ban it. Isn't that a bit simplistic uh, quite, when it comes to that approach? Yes. <clears throat> I believe that the, the issue of palm oil is a very complex issue, and complex issues need complex solutions. So it's not going to be a little uh, quick fix, silver bullet to fix the problem. Absolutely, conventional palm oil has been catastrophic for the forest especially the tropical rainforest in this world and for its inhabitants of the Orangutan. Um, it's for this reason that groups like the Roundtable and Sustainable Palm Oil, or RSPO, 
performed um, in our spiel in 2004 to really address what we knew um, was happening on the ground with Almar. And by <clears throat> defining a way of producing and sourcing palm oil that is free from deforestation and making that the, the desired norm in the marketplace, we can start to address the, the deforestation issues on the ground. So simply saying no to palm oil doesn't stop the deforestation. In fact, it could have um, counterproductive impacts because if those countries now grow oil palm were forced by market demand to abandon the oil palm and grow something else, those other products, especially the products that are designed to replace those oils, um, due to their low yields, um, far lower than the highest yielding uh, oil palm, would mean more pressure on wild places and forests. So in a way, boycotting all palm oil without making a distinction between good and bad palm oil could lead to more deforestation rather than less. Okay, so you, you just mentioned that's actually a, a good way of putting it, good and bad palm oil. Uh, that brings me to my next question about certified palm oil, because sustainable palm oil exists, if I'm correct. Perhaps you can explain the current certification organization and, and how it works towards sustainable solutions and, and making this a more sustainable industry. Absolutely. So as, as mentioned, the, the most overarching and, and uh, acknowledged uh, platform for sustainable palm oil is the Round Table on Sustainable Palm oil. It is a multi-stakeholder uh, platform. It's a not-for-profit. Not it's not an industry platform. The stakeholder groups include NGOs like mine, so environmental NGOs, as well as social NGOs. And together, those uh, uh, participants work to define what sustainable palm oil should look like. And there's also public consultation involved in, in, in this process so that the inputs of all can be considered and put forward. And we review what we call the principles and, uh, and criteria for sustainable palm oil every five years. So these principles and criteria outline in great detail, uh, I think over a hundred indicators that a grower must demonstrate to an independent auditor to show compliance with that which we call sustainable palm oil production. And in short, what those indicators amount to is what the market and NGOs might refer to as NDPE, which is, stands for no deforestation, no conversion of peat, and no exploitation. Okay. So a lot of end users, retailers, manufacturers have put in place NDPE commitments that their supply chains won't contribute to these, these kinds of things. Um, and that market demand has led to the, um, the most recent revision of the, the standard or the principles of criteria to really enshrine that concept within its indicators. We're now in the process of reviewing, and I'm part of the team that reviews the the um, PNC yet again. So what that speaks to is that the RSPO, again, it's not perfect, um, but 
it embodies this the the cornerstone of sustainability, I believe, which is continuous improvement. You identify problems, you identify challenges, you find solutions, you come up with a consensus on how we're going to address those solutions, and you put them in place. And you should be able to demonstrate impact. And that's what the RSPL is all about. Good. And 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 do you believe because uh, I, I I do see some some similarities with with uh, the fish industry where you also had some sustainability for the tuna coming from Sri Lanka for example uh, or, or those kind of uh, other industries where uh, there's an impact on the environment and on on uh, social uh, issues as well um, but do you believe that amongst consumers and retailers there's a lack of awareness concerning sustainable palm oil There has been a lack, but but I think awareness has really skyrocketed in recent years. There's been some amazing um, series broadcasts internationally featuring David Attenborough, like the Our Planet series or the Seven Worlds, One Planet uh, series, in which um, influencers like Sir David Attenborough um, appeal to the public that they can help wildlife and save wild places by making that distinction and choosing sustainable palm oil. And that starts the conversation going. Also on social media, um, there's a lot of discussion. Is there such thing as sustainable palm oil? What should it look like? How do we demand it? Um, how do we know which products are in it? Um, groups, in, including the World Association for Zoos and Aquariums, as well as WWF, um, they're, they're, they've developed apps and scorecards to help consumers determine how their favorite manufacturers and retailers are doing, not only when it comes to sourcing sustainable palm oil, but how they go beyond in, in supporting um, you know, forest conservation, wildlife conservation, uh, conservation uh, local communities, smallholders, these kinds of things. So the, the, the development of all these tools speaks to a growing awareness amongst consumers that they have the right to demand that the products they consume don't contribute to deforestation, biodiversity loss, and, and Uh, good and and among all this just to be a bit closer to to my european audience uh i, I would ask you if, if if you know with all the imports in in europe are sustainable or if there's still some room to improvement there's certainly room for improvement but if we look at how we're we're doing in europe compared to global so global production of rspo certified palm oil has stayed at around 20%. Okay. Uh, 20% of global production is certified by the RSPO. Uh, and it's been kind of steady at that figure for, for a while now. But the uptake of sustainable palm oil in the EU has increased. And it's now, if I'm not mistaken, the, the figures for 2020 exceeded 80%. Good. Of, of the palm oil coming in for food, beverage, and oleochemical mm -hmm. um, is, is certified sustainable. Um, that doesn't include embedded palm oil, so a, a finished product that was manufactured outside the EU using palm oil. That's not measured in that, that figure. Um, so the EU is really leading the way. We have also the Amsterdam Declaration. Uh, that's Amsterdam. Amsterdam Partnership, Amsterdam Declaration Partnership, <laughs> uh, excuse me, um, 
which uh, involves a number of uh, European countries have made a commitment to remove deforestation of supply chains. And, and that recently met uh, in Copenhagen to, to discuss progress. So the will, the ambition is there, progress is steadily being made, but that last 20%, you know, that's the hardest bit to close that gap. And what we need to see is that those retailers, manufacturers that have made these strong commitments for NDPE, for no deforestation, for certified product, actually fulfill those commitments now and not wait. Um, we see a lot of companies due to the Ukraine crisis moving away from oil such as sunflower and into palm oil um, because they can't access the sunflower. This is a perfect opportunity to move into sustainable palm oil. Just dive right in there and make sure that your supplies are 100% sustainable. The product is out there. Um, there's there's more than enough sustainable product to meet that demand. And if you demand it, the growers will pr produce it. If you don't demand it, again, we go back to the consumer boycott side of things. That if we also have manufacturers say, oh, we're going to do a line of, of palm oil free products, that's sending a strong message uh, to the growers that it doesn't matter if you do sustainable production, um, you might as well just go back to business as, as usual. Um, if there's no financial business case for either um, pursuing certification or indeed maintaining certification, then those volumes are not going to go up. We need to make sure that sustainable palm oil becomes the norm and basically put conventional palm oil out of business if we're really to make a difference on the ground. So actually, that's, that's an excellent piece of advice to say that that basically put conventional palm oil out of business, but sustainable one should be the norm. Um, and and actually, I believe that you are organizing an event on the 20th of October um, to raise awareness and to continue uh, those kind of efforts of the industry. Could you tell us a bit more about it, please? Well, I personally am a small part of a, a team of, of organizations that are organizing the Sustainable Palm Oil Dialogue. And this is held annually. Um, this year it's, it's uh, presented by the RSPO, IDH, and the uh, European Palm Oil Association. Now, part of the European Palm Oil Association is a platform called SPOC, or Sustainable Palm Oil Choice, which really speaks to the end users in Europe to, to um, be a front runner uh, to in source of sustainable palm oil, uh, giving guidance, showing case studies, uh, etc., demonstrating where impact we have. So, uh, this sustainable palm oil dialogue being held on the 20th in Amsterdam, near Stiffel, um, will bring together you know, the, the leading um, players along the supply chain that are looking to, to make sustainable palm oil the norm. Registration is free of charge. And um, there's going to be a really exciting uh, uh, breakout session sponsored by the Sustainable Palm Oil Choice and Cognitive University in the Netherlands called the Innovations uh, Fair. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's called the Innovations Fair. Uh, so we'll not only have uh, 10 booths of new innovations that look at how uh, what these innovations are delivering sustainable palm oil and impacts along the supply chain. And five uh, five of those are going to be making like uh, 
elevator pitches to be voted upon in a breakout session is which one has really got the best potential to drive, drive progress and sustainable models. So that's really an exciting new development and discussion that's happening in the Palmoa spaces, the innovations that drive in now, rather than just the talk best about what should sustainable Palmoa look like. Okay. So we really hope that, that people will come along to that. Like I said, in the panel, the, the registration is free and it should be really important. All right. Well, definitely, I will also put the link to this uh, event on the website of 20 Cent Retail for those uh, interested. Um, and, and maybe just before conclusion, uh, do you have any piece of advice for the professional audience right now when it comes to palm oil? What would be your last message if you could give one? I suppose the last message would be don't wait until tomorrow to source sustainable palm oil. You have a, a, a duty of care to your customers to ensure that your products are, are sustainable. And if you need assistance on how to make that journey, there's so many ways that, that you can be helped. Like I said, visit the Sustainable Palm Oil Choice platform where we have seven seven ways to be a sustainable palm oil frontliner for businesses. Um, talk to people, network with people, and you know, really put your money where your mouth is. And if you've made your commitment to sustainable palm oil, let's fill that now and, and not wait until tomorrow. All right. Excellent piece of advice. Don't do it tomorrow, do it today. Uh, Michelle, we could talk about this all day, but uh, we have to conclude now. So thank you very much for your participation to the podcast and for helping to debunk a few of the ideas among the about the palm oil industry. I'm very grateful to be invited to discuss this. That's all from us. The link to the event we mentioned will be available on our website, 20centretail.com, where you can also find other retail stories. On Friday, don't forget to listen to 20 Cent Headlines, where I rapidly update you on the retail stories of the week. And join me next week for my discussion with Michel Koch from the Amar Group. Together, we'll chat about retail trends and the upcoming event Connect Lille. Till then, thank you for listening. <laughs>